and welcome to the RevOps Show. We took a small hiatus last week as the entire team met up in person for the first time in a very long time to do some team bonding and alignment so that we can be successful and finish out the year strong. We are back today with an episode on having a single system of truth, how that differs from a single source of truth, and what a single system of truth actually does for your business. I won't give anything away, but Doug does drop a hot take during this episode that you are going to want to hear. And with that, let's get ready to RevOps. Jess. Jess, Doug. Jess, Jess, Doug, 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 Jess, Doug. Jess. <laughs> Jess, can you believe it? We made it to Friday. No. What? Oh, less than what is it? Seventy-two hours. Monday morning. <laughs> Monday morning, live and in person. You'll get to see me. We get. Aren't you so we excited? Get to fly, we get to fly up to Boston together. We do. We do. Then, then we get to spend. Four, well, three days plus a little bit. Three days. Three days with Jess. Does it get better than that? I don't think it does. I, don't, I do I don't not think, so. think that it does. Here's the thing, everybody. Three days with Doug. Oh, it definitely doesn't Whew. get better than that. It, de- it does not. It definitely doesn't get any. I mean, that's as, that's as good as it gets. That That is as good as it gets. Okay. I think you're overstimulated. I think that's why you're a little bit in that kind of place right now. You're just... I Too may be excited. overstimulated. I've had a, an amazing amount of meetings for a Friday. It's been insane. Yeah, an amazing amount. What's your favorite? What was your favorite meeting today? Oh, so many, <laughs> so many meetings that I need to choose my favorite. What was your favorite? What was my favorite? Probably talking to you about um, object orientation. That was probably my favorite part of the day so far. I don't even remember that one. That was the very beginning of the day. The very beginning of it. Mm-hmm. That was my first. That wasn't yes. Oh yes, yes, yes. <laughs> no, no. It feels like yesterday, but it was not yesterday. Yes, I remember that. <laughs> ah, yes, I remember it well. Just when's the last time we recorded this on Friday? When's the last time we recorded this in our standard recording slot? It's been a month. It's been a month. Now, obviously, people are not going to hear this when we're recording it. Right. So, so this there's a little bit of prognostication that it's about to come here. Prognostication. What are you doing this week? What are you doing this weekend? I'm in going preparation to see, for. I'm going to see Haunted Mansion. I'm gonna fly my Disney nerd flag. So. <laughs> so I'm, I've got I'm, my I, shirt. My Madame Leota shirt. What, what is? I'm ready to what go. Is, what does it say? Regions. From regions beyond. That's what she from says on the ride beyond. from, and it's a Madame Leota shirt from regions beyond past present. So you future. bought a shirt for a ride. Well, I mean, I bought a shirt for Disney world. This was my magic kingdom shirt. Cause the rides of magic kingdom. Why didn't you get a, it's a small, I, ha- I have, I have ears. Shirt. I have ears. No, I understand ears, but I don't why didn't like, you get a... I don't like small world hot take. I don't like small world. No one does. That's the whole point of it. So I don't ride Small World. <laughs> I've, I've not you know ridden how, Small World in the last two Disney trips. You you know how at at um you know if you're in the bad place you start off your day by singing eight one eight seven seven cards for kids, right? So Disney onboarding. 
the first 48 hours, they put you in a room and they just play It's a Small World After All on repeat. No, thank you. No, thank you. Can deal so, with it. So Haunted, is that is that the Haunted Mansion behind you? Behind me, yes. Yes, it is. Is that really Haunted Mansion? Yes, it is. That From is Disneyland. Not. It is. It is. Is that always there or do you just have that there? Because... No, it's always been there. I've got the, wow. you can't really see it. I've got the ghost. I've got the hitchhiking ghost from the ride. Yeah, no, for real. You have the hitchhiking ghost, not the hitchhiker's guide. You have the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy. Oh my God. No. See, I've got Mr. Toad you, here. I've got all, I've got all the rides from, from Disney you, behind me. Little, little. Nuggets. Do you know what the meaning of life is? The meaning of life? Mm-hmm. The movie or just no. in general? 42. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, Hitchhiker's Guide. Yes, now I follow. Come on, keep up, Jess. Keep up. So I'm so excited about the movie. I can't. <laughs> so I'm. I have to admit, I'm. So so this is a movie based on the ride, as opposed to a ride based on a movie. Correct. So it's like Pirates of the Caribbean. It was a movie based on the ride. The ride came first. I think part wasn't Pirates of the Caribbean a book. I do not know if the ride is based on a book. I'm pretty sure it's not, but. <laughs> So what is so what is Haunted Mansion and how is that different from Haunted House? Just the net worth of the inhabitant? Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes, it is. The net worth of the inhabitant. 100%. I mean, what, what's it's the like difference the best between ride a, a house Disneyland. and a mansion? A couple million. It's one of the last it's one of the last rides that that Walt contributed to. It's it's I so mean, what you is get it? to see it built. What is I it? Must it's have a haunted been on mansion. It it's, it's a you 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 write it and and there it's a haunted mansion. It takes you through. So you a, sit in one of those things and it takes. House. So it's not like it's not like and Tower hijinks. Of Terror. No, it's not like Tower of Terror. Hijinks ensue. It's it's one of it's, oh, it's one, one of, of the, the original Disney World rides. Okay, so okay, so I think I've been, I've been I think I've been on it a few times. Like it's not like there's you nothing particularly probably, scary about it. No, not yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. it's actually, more, I'm, it's, it's more funny. Than, so what's it's the more, movie? It's more it's more funny than so, scary. So what, what's the plot of the movie? Someone gets on the ride and gets stuck and has to wait 48 hours. That is not the plot of the movie. Actually, I, I know what the plot of the movie, movie is. Yet, so I know, I know what the plot of the movie the, is. It might be the bride. I think the Hatbox hat ghost is going to show up. It's going to be nope, amazing. Nope, nope. Here's what it is. Here's what the plot is. Okay, tell me. It's a family is going to visit Disney World where mom is excited to ride the house, the Haunted Mansion ride. Right. <laughs> no, I said house. I didn't say haunted house. I started off saying house, the haunted mansion <laughs> ride. And in a freaky Friday type thing, they get stuck, but end up in it's a small world after all for 48 hours where the song is. Oh, that would be that would because that would be a haunted that, mansion. Just, that is a horror movie. That is a horror movie. That would be that would like if you were in a like if you went into a mansion, you got stuck there and it's a small world after all played for 48 hours straight. That would. That would be pretty haunted, would it not? It would be pretty haunted, yes. Yes, it would. But I'm excited. I can tell. So is this is this at theaters or is this on Disney Plus? It's at theater. <laughs> I'm going I'm going to the Cineplex, Doug, to see it. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm not surprised that you're going to a to a Cineplex. So you're going to a Cineplex, not to Alamo? I'm not going to Alamo Draft House, no. I'm going to the local theater here in San Antonio, Santicos. Well, you say that, a little like, bit... Alamo Draft House isn't local. Well, Alamo Draft House is more, I guess, more regional than San Antonio local because you can go to but isn't in it, Austin or isn't Dallas. It in, but yeah, it's right, Texas. But, 
Hold on a second. What Cineplex are you going to? Called Santicos. They are only in San Antonio. So it's not an Odeon or it's not, it's not part of any other, I bet. Nope. I be, then there's no way they're getting it first. They don't get first runs if they're not part of the. They do. It's, the it's, they're, they're the, they're, we don't have like Cinemarks and AMCs here. We have Santi, we have a couple, but we have Santicos. If I, if, if Cinemark had the Hana Mansion popcorn buckets, I'd be going there, but I've called, they do not have them. So there's no reason for me to go to Cinemark. Santicos wow. is better anyway. Yeah, I know. You called to find out if they had Haunted Mansion buckets. I did. I did. Popcorn buckets. They light up. They're the they're the Madame Leto Globe. So I'm a Disney nerd. Like we, we know this. No, I understand that. I, I understand was. You're going to take this yeah. home. Yeah. Yes, I was going to take it home. But they don't. You're not going to take it home now? Well, they don't have them. Nobody. Cinemark Wait, had them. I thought you said Cinemark doesn't have them. So you're going to the other place. Oh, so the other place. I'm going. There was no reason for me to go to Cinemark other than to get. Because this. Because Santicos is nicer. Gotcha. So Santicos doesn't have me. No. So, so Can't my sense is, my sense is that a third of the people listening to this episode right now are completely on your side and are going, <laughs> "What the hell, Dolly?" <laughs> a third of people are on my side, and a third of people have no of idea. Don't what care. <laughs> I think. I think. I think that's where we are. Might be an accurate statement. All right. So. <laughs> See, I just don't like going to the theater. I would, I, I think oh, I would really? like going to Alamo. I mean, it's just such a crappy experience. Alamo Draft House is a different. Well, I think that's what I've heard. I, I've not been to Alamo Draft House. Part of the I'm reason like, I'm not going to Alamo Draft House is I'm taking Isabella. So um, it's, she it's prefers, like, <laughs> she prefers the movie, movie theater to Alamo Draft House. She's not impressed with any of that. She would much rather just go get popcorn in a, frozen coke and call it a day <laughs> frozen coke yeah frozen coke icy an icy oh like a slurpee like a slurpee yes okay gotcha i was like frozen coke is that a new thing that comes the, we we are like like southern and northern is really showing their their colors no 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 today. i see i get it no i understand <laughs> i understand what you're saying i've never heard it called frozen coke before. we call uh, it that down here gotcha 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 okay i'm, I'm learning i'm learning just making mental notes um last question so are these like just regular stadium seats or are they the recliner seats oh they're the fancy recliner seats yeah yeah i think that's become pretty standard now i think that's like that's their improvement yeah right and, yeah. and it was like okay that was great till eight thousand people sat in it and who knows what's there oh thank you thank you for this no problem <laughs> i will now have that in my mind as i sit down in my theater seat this evening ladies and gentlemen uh, let's get ready to rumble are we fighting because i feel like you're setting rumble's expectations not a fight. for the rumble, audience rumble's not a fight rumble's not a fight we're rumbling today what are we rumbling about what are we rumbling about you said we're well okay i guess we are rumbling um so today i want to talk about source of truth versus system of record here's what i have to say about source of truth are you ready jess we should do an episode where you just answer all of my questions with your soundboard. That's Don't. there it is. We've gotten some shout outs right, on the soundboard this week. So. I have a feeling. I have a feeling that uh, we're going to get a cease and desist letter of some form at this point now. <laughs> 
Oh, Artie, and then single source of truth. Single source single of truth. Single source of truth. And system of record. So, where do you want to start? I want to start by talking about each of these separately, and then we can talk about where they might overlap and interact. And and um, well, you know, before we go any further, other, you know, so. you, you you know my nickname, right? What's your nickname, Doug? Truth. I mean, that's what people call me. Truth. Oh, is that what they call you? So, okay. So when we talk not, about a single not... source of truth, we're we're talking about me, right? Sure. Sure. <laughs> what do you want to know, Jess? What what so, truth do you want to know? Ask me anything. So let's what is a source of truth? Let's start there. Me. I thought I'd covered that already. Okay, well, great. We solved it. Awesome. <laughs> what is a source of truth? Um I I guess because I know where this is going. Because I know we're going to go to a single source of truth. And yep. Is Jess, what is truth? <laughs> what is truth? Um, well, all of the definitions of truth have the word true in them. <laughs> um, Can't find one without true in it. So- so like what, what, what's a source of truth? Um, you know, in a lot of ways, a source of truth, like a system of record is a source of truth. Um, it, it, it's, well, you know, and actually, as I think about this, and by the way, I want to give a disclaimer here because I know you did some preparation for this. I did some preparation for this, believe it or not. Um, the, the level of, of the labyrinth that exists as you start talking about sources of truth the implication of sources of truth, the data intelligence, BI, visualization, et cetera. I mean, we, if, if you are a data scientist, um, please skip this show because this will be so in, unbelievably painful for you. And I want to apologize for that. Um, you know, so what is a source of truth? A system of record is a source of truth. One of the questions too that I, what I actually think is, is the more actionable question for mm-hmm. for people is um the point of truth the, the access point of truth okay right um because source is where does where does it originate i'm i'm pretty sure source has some level of the beginning where it starts um and and the reality is when most people are talking about a source of truth or or needing a source of truth they they're needing a source of truth where they are or they're needing right. a truth where they are. So, so it's actually, a, you know, and, and so, so here's where, what I think, and here, here's where my takeaway on this entire conversation is going to go. Stop shooting bunny rabbits with shotguns. We what are do you mean by that? The, the conversation that exists in mid market around this concept of source of truth, single source of truth, system of record, et cetera, is so it's ponderous. It it's, it's, I don't want to say it's, I don't want to, it's not that it's just theory or theoretical. It's just, it's moot. It doesn't have, it doesn't mean anything there. Mm-hmm. It's distinction without difference. Um, Cause I think what happens with, with quote unquote source of truth with the conversation is, is what we're really looking, you know, it, it's, it's valuing precision over relevance. Right. So, so when I say what is truth, let's talk about revenue. Right. So we need a okay. source of truth for revenue. Right. Mm-hmm. So what is truth? So if I'm talking to finance and we're talking about revenue and I say, well, well, what is truth when it comes to revenue? We're, we're talking about pennies. 
Right. And we're, we're talking hours. Yeah. Right. M- maybe days. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. If I talk about, if I talk about truth, revenue truth, and I'm talking for a sales organization, a 150 salesperson organization with, um, you know, doing $500 million. Mm-hmm. What's revenue truth? What we're really talking about is direction, right? I don't think any rep needs to know to the penny or any manager needs to know to the penny what the revenue is. As a matter of fact, I would, I would say that it, like, as long as we're plus or minus $10,000, we're probably, it's probably good enough for whatever it is that we're doing. Um, in, in, in terms of the types of issues and questions and decisions. And for those of you listening to me, I'm not saying that pennies don't matter. Um, I'm saying that pennies don't matter for how we're using it in the sales organization. So it's not okay that sales only gets the data to plus or minus 10,000 sales is going to have to get data to the penny so that finance can get what they need. But, but while, while we don't, what we don't want to have and where, where the idea of single source of truth comes from, I think, where, where, where it becomes yeah. applicable. It's, it's actually the problem that we're talking about here is, is there, there's a twofold place. Mm-hmm. The primary place where I think it is acutely talked about, the, the underlying source of this as an issue is pre-cloud. Pre-cloud. Right. Okay. When the dominant way we would communicate especially numbers data was spreadsheets. Okay. And you had your spreadsheet. I had my spreadsheet and I manipulated this and you manipulated that. And, and this person entered their data here and someone else entered the same data in another spreadsheet. And it looks like we're looking at the same thing, but we're not looking at the same thing. Or you're looking at version two, but I updated mine on version three. And now there's, and I made a slight tweak to the formula and you're still, and so in that case, you had multiple sources of quote unquote truth. No one was looking at the right. same thing. And the thing that was really bad about that mm-hmm. is you had, you thought everyone was looking at the same thing and everyone was looking at a different thing. That That's right. what you want to avoid. Where, where we're getting, the, the next place too is data architecture, data structure, and, and data design, database design, which is funny. Because if you look at all of the conversation about quote unquote source of truth, it's, it's the high end hierarchy. It's your data hierarchy, right? Not your, not your database design. Um, because it's, you know, how does, how does the like single source of truth is the one place that has everything that is considered to be correct. Right. Right. When when you say it's not your data hierarchy, or it, it's your database. Like, what's the difference between data hierarchy and database design? How are those two different things? So, each um, when I'm talking about the database, that's that's the equivalent of a of a sheet, mm-hmm. right? It it it's it's your rows and columns. Okay. Um, your hierarchy gets into your tables or objects, the the relationship your your Okay. Relationship gotcha. diagrams, how they interact with each other, parent, child, peer, the, 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 those various things. Okay. Right. And, and, and it also, well, that's data. And then it's also systems. So my ERP, it's like my data hierarchy and architecture, et cetera, gets into okay, my ERP versus my um, 
product life lifecycle management tool versus my um, human resources information system, my CRM, like you're beginning to get all of those things. And so like where you see the conversation come around this idea of, of single source of truth, source of truth, et cetera, et cetera, is, is talking about all these different tools and, and whatnots, right? Yep. The, now, now look, if, if, if you're Amazon, if you're GE, if you're dealing in, in terabytes of data, terabytes of transactional information, millions of dollars of, you know, millions of transactions, like that stuff really matters because, because right. it gets, it gets leveraged out over time. But if you're a mid-market company that like it, we're making the same mistake that we made with big data is big data became this hot thing because some big company took advantage of big data and, you know, where, where they could crunch and pull. And, and, and again, if you look at, if you look at Amazon, if Amazon can, can influence a response by a basis point, mm-hmm. it's millions of dollars for them. Right. And, 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 and therefore hundreds of millions of, of, of enterprise. And, and, and by the way, what it's also doing is, is that type of thing is driving a whole pantheon of other automated elements. And so when you begin to get degrees off, automation magnifies. What, what, one of my favorite concepts when we were in the big data world game was it's not about big data, it's about small data. It's about how are you applying the data. Right. right? And, and so when we talk about source of truth and I say, what is truth, the answer that like the question that you need to answer before this conversation can be relevant. And, and, and what I mean by for this conversation to be relevant is so that you can get an answer to the question. Right. Because if you don't have a fulcrum to manage the trade-off, you can't answer the question. Yeah. And, and, and so the question you need to answer is for what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. What, what's the use of this for? Right. Right. Yeah. I, I, I think I'm sorry, go on. I, I don't want to No. So I was going to say one thing that um, struck me as I was kind of doing research and just thinking through this, a, a lot of, I see a lot of people touting that it increases productivity to have that single source of truth because I'm not having to go to multiple places. And again, I, like I, I get that from, from one standpoint, I don't know that by the way, I don't know if that's the reason that you put single source of truth that's not necessarily what you're hiring it for. But the other thing is I feel like that's not necessarily the case because you're putting a ton of calories into a lofty goal where everybody doesn't necessarily need all the data all the time. And so I, it, it becomes a juice for the squeeze question for me. Um, when we talk about someone that's not an Amazon, not a GE um, of trying to get to this goal of having that single source of truth. So, I'm going to, I'm going to make a bold statement. I haven't thought about it a whole lot. Those are typically, those, ti- those, that, those make up the bulk of my best insights ever. And fairly, they also make up the bulk of my absolute worst insights ever. The conversation around source of truth and single source of truth mm-hmm. in small business to mid market. So 10,000 employees or less. And I think actually it probably goes to, to more than that, but let's just to be conservative. What we're talking about is, I'm going to call it um, data system alignment or system data alignment. We've got all our different systems, all our different applications. 
right? And it is the alignment of that. And which is the metaphor of sales and marketing alignment. Right. And let me tell you what sales and marketing alignment is. You ready? Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Focusing on sales and marketing alignment is equal to rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. It might make you feel good for a minute. But the ship is sinking. it's not going to help you. It's not going to help you. Right? Right. Um, again, sales and marketing, like trying to align them internally, that's not the purpose. Right. Alignment is, is a byproduct of, of things. It's not the focus of things. So one of the things that's interesting is, and, and look, anybody listening to this, it's, it, it might sound like I'm, I'm poo-pooing or shooting down source of truth. Um, and therefore saying like someone might inaccurately say, well, he just doesn't understand the importance of data and data accuracy and data structure and all those other things. And, and I think we've got plenty of episodes of the show mm -hmm. where I'm a, I'm about as big a data nerd as anyone can be. That's not a data scientist. Right. So right. there are, there are, there are nerdier people than me, but not much. Um, the, again, it comes back to, to what are you doing with it? And, and so we're talking again about the productivity argument. Cause that's what I wanted to pick up on. I got. Yeah. So the, the argument for productivity is you're increasing the productivity of your team by, putting this single source of truth in place because I now don't have to go to four different places to find the data that I'm looking for. I, my point is, I don't know that that's, I mean, that might be what we're saying. Single source of truth is solving for. I don't think that's the case. That to me is more a consolidation of tools than necessarily single source of truth. Cause I don't think everybody needs all the data all the time. So certainly for, marketing, you might need to consolidate things. So your marketing team isn't having to go to 10 different tools to look at something. Same thing with your sales team. That to me is more like streamlining process, not necessarily single source of truth. And for where we're talking about like these mid-level organizations or these smaller organizations who are trying to go for a single source of truth, to me, you're putting all these calories into a lofty goal and you're not really increasing productivity. Um, because it's such an Everest to climb to do it. So the point of, of source of truth, let alone single source of truth, is for the manipulation of data. Right. Um, it, it, is a, it is a data, it's much more of a data warehousing to drive BI, business intelligence, data visualization, et cetera. It, it, it is for the matching up of data. What the argument on, on productivity, that's an argument for a system of record, a single system of record. Yeah. Right. So, so if I'm in sales, I have a system of record. This is right. the system I go to that gives me the data that I need. Right. And, and, and mm -hmm. it's one of the reasons that I prefer plat platform solutions for sales over point solutions for sales. Right. Unless the point solution now, there are times where the point solution covers my full job, right? It's complete, right? right? So um, if I'm going to be on, on a point of solution that's on top of a CRM platform and I'm having to be in my point solution sometimes in my CRM solution other times, I think that kills productivity. I think that kills utilization. Um, there is not a system of record there. 
Right. Right. Or right. So, so I would say, well, I mean, there's a system of record. There's just two systems of record for some, but a system of record is for this function. This is where I go. Right. Um, and, and by the way, it, it should probably be system of truth, not source of truth. And, and again, the reason I say that is the data is sourced. Like the whole point of all of these systems, data warehousing, ETLs, reverse ETL, um, integrations, APIs, all of that is, is to be able to originate data at multiple points and bring it together into a single, into a single system, into a, into a single place. Um, the level that you should do that is, is highly dependent upon, again, what the needs are, right? I mean, we had a situation where, where we started off with this really broad, like, well, the data is here, so we need to have it here. And it was going right. to be, uh, it was going to be a crazy complicated, um, um, integration, multiple parts, um, all kinds of API blasts. So API limits were going to have to be raised. Right. I mean, we, we were probably looking at what it was going to be 50 to 75,000, maybe even you know, upwards of a hundred thousand just to build the, the integration to launch. And it right. was probably going to be 20 to 24 weeks, going to be four to six months yep. to launch. And, and we're looking at it and we're saying, okay, I, I don't see how we can justify this. Right. Right. Um, and so we got in and we said, okay, well, well, how is this? I mean, it was going to be bi-directional and cause if the data is here, it's gotta be there. Yep. And then what we found out is it was, it was pushing data from a place for, to be used in a single part of a single sales motion. What, what happened after that had no relevance. So like getting the data back into the original system, nothing was going to be done with that. It wasn't relevant yep. to, and it ended up being instead of what I think we, I, th I think we had 14 integration points Yeah. on the initial spec. We went to a single integration point, right? It took, yeah. it went from, mm -hmm. it went from 20 weeks to four weeks. It went from 50, 75, a hundred thousand to, I think we did it for, I mean, we actually did it as part of the, the project. So I would say, I mean, I don't, you know, significantly, significantly less than that. Right. Right. Um, fewer places to break, easier, simpler to manage, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So again, you know, you know what drives productivity when it comes to that, excuse me, when it comes to data, what give me the precise piece of data that I want mm -hmm. at the price, at the precise time that I want in the yeah. precise place that I want without having to ask. That's what mm -hmm. maximizes productivity. By the way, give me the specific data that I want. Don't give me one more piece of data. Don't give me one less piece of data. Here's my question. For all this productivity, optimization with data and single sources of truth. Yeah. Why? You know, marketing automation has been here for 20 years. Solidly 20 years. Yep. Why do conversion rates continue to degrade? Why do costs, cost pers, continue to increase? Well, well, the reason is we're we're overwhelming people with data. We're 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 creating false relationships. We're creating false causations, correlations. Yep. Timeframes, etc. I, I there's somebody that I know and I love and I respect, and they're um, 
now, you know, with AI and what AI can crunch, they're, they're now going to, as part of their data visualization, they're going to use AI to identify data relationships with no other real training beyond that. Uh, it's like, oh my God. Right. Yeah. Um, so that, that aspect of all the data somewhere, like the thing that drives, the thing that drives productivity. And I think the thing that drives performance is data curation. Right? And, I agree. And, and I learned this, I learned this the hard way, by the way, because yeah. when, when I was coaching college baseball, um, the, the advanced analytic baseball packages that existed were just beginning to come out. And so, you know, we, 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 we kept the scorebook on an iPad. So we were able to bring in all of these analytics packages. So it was pretty cool. We were, I was actually, I was actually using a package that major league baseball teams used. It was, it was pretty, I mean, like the data, oh my God, just, it was so, so wonderful. I'm like, oh, let me just sit here and, and reminisce for a moment. Um, and I started off trying to show this. I try to get like the hitters on the team to everyone to understand this. Yeah. See, here's what happens when you throw the change up arm side when he, and, and here's what you're doing when you're tired. Right. And all of this. And I mean, I was, I, I was, I was coaching Juco. I was community college, junior college. Mm. These, these were not people. And let me tell you, no one on our team was there because they were on their way to a mathematician's right. degree. They, they were overwhelmed by it. It was only, it was only as I learned how to curate, how to give them the data, when the data was relevant. And, and I had people that were curious. They would be like, coach, what's the show? And what's the show? Well, all good. All yeah. Good. And I'm I really coach coach. I mean, right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, so I see this a lot cause I run our migration team and actually it was interesting cause we did a mapping exercise with it and then we did a separate one with sales. And, and so IT, you know, they're like, well, well, we need that. Okay, well, why? Well, just in case. And it's like, okay, well, if we have too much data, you're going to overwhelm the sales team. There's a lot of room for confusion and misunderstanding of things. And also there's a higher likelihood when you migrate, when you integrate, you've got more points of failure that you've got to manage. So then we get on with the sales team and it's like, Oh no, we don't need all that. We need like a quarter of that information. And it, it, it heavily, heavily simplified what, cause, cause the goal is for the sales team to get into the system. They're the ones utilizing it. And so I think we have the, well, what if we need that? What just in case mindset, it's like, no, we need to be clear on what we're using this for. Well, the, the thing that's funny about that is, um, is, oh, we need that. Okay. We can turn that on. Right. It's there. Yeah. It's there. It just doesn't necessarily have to be here right now. Right. Right. Um, you know, take, take advantage. I mean, this, the day, oh, get, getting back to the danger on, on, on source of truth and system of truth, where everyone's so focused on, on this, this system and that system and the other system and all that, that meanwhile, your database has four variations of lead status or, right. um, or this rep created this property over here, or, or my favorite, the democratization of fill in the blank, the democratization of reporting and dashboards. And so everyone creates their dashboard or their variation of the dashboard. And it looks basically the same. And now we're back to, 
a hundred different versions of the spreadsheet. I mean, like how many times right. have we looked in that, that Ron sales <laughs> dashboard, Bill's sales dashboard. I know. I know. Right. They started off the same then. Right. But yeah, like th- those are the things, those are the things that we need to solve. Right. How are we curating the data so that the right data is getting to the right people? How are we managing that? By the way, you have two types of sales teams that I've learned. You've got one sales team that says we they're, they're data minimalist. You've got other sales teams that's like, well, no, if, if that information is there, I, I want to know it. I want to have access to it. Right. And, and I've yep. heard some, look, I want, I want my sales team to have access to all the data so that they can figure out what they need to do. I mean, I've seen a lot of salespeople spend a lot of time working a lot of spreadsheets to figure mm-hmm. out something. And I'm like, hey, you know what? If you picked up the phone, like they're, they're, like they're trying to plan out, how do I maximize my, uh, my comp program? Right. But you know what? If you picked up the phone, mm-hmm. you'd probably make a lot more progress to maxing your, your comp than creating, you know, than taking your online course to learn how to create a pivot table. Nothing against pivot tables. Um, so, so yeah, I think, I think that what you need is, you know, it, it almost like, you know, we did a podcast more than a year ago where we talked about, where we talked about what is a single source of truth and can you have more than one? Right. I I think each group needs to have a source of truth, which is basically a system of record. Right. Right. So if I'm in sales, this is my system of record. If I'm in marketing, this is my system of record. And that's because different business motions, right? I'm doing different things at different times. Yeah. I mean, we, we all have different needs and, and, and you might have different systems. I mean, what, you know, having everything in one system, I mean, that's one of the benefits of, of a HubSpot. It's a single database for everybody. So right now, again, it is a single database, but that doesn't mean that we haven't created four rows. I mean, to some degree, it's easier to create four rows in a single database than it is in multiple databases, because if we've got multiple databases that have to be managed, then we can't, you know, we have to have some control systems in place. Yeah. Um, and, and so what we can't have is if I'm in a sales role, if I'm a manager, if I'm this or if I'm that, a marketing manager, whatever the case may be, that, that I'm looking in my, I'm, I'm looking in whatever my tool is, and I have to doubt, is this accurate, right? Yeah. Can I count on this? Do I have to check 13 other places? Like, that's what we can't have. Right. Um, it's, it's a back-end ops job to make sure that that data is aligned to the level that the data needs to be aligned to. Now, I think you can disagree with the opinion that I'm going to share, but it is my opinion, which is I don't think all data has to align everywhere. Um, I would love it to, but um, if an example, and this might be a bad example, and I'm sure someone's going to tell me somewhere where where this doesn't apply, but if if your name is David, but you go by Skip, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so the first name in CRM is Skip, but the first name in the ERP is David. I'm okay with that. Right. Because the ERP is using David because there's a legal component to it. There's an official component to it. Um, if, you're, if, if you're Lyft enablement, which is really Imagine Business Consulting LLC. Right. right? Yeah, sure. So if, if my CRM says Lyft enablement and my ERP says Imagine Business Development LLC, or 
I, I would tell you if I were running our company, like if I were selling to our company, my mm-hmm. CRM would not say Lyft enablement. That would not be the company name. Would be Lyft. It would be Lyft. Right, because that's what we call right. it. Do you know? Do you know why? Do you know why our name is Lyft enablement? Why, Doug? Because Lyft.com was taken. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so if our website was Lyft enablement and we were just Lyft, I thought that would confuse people, right? And so that's why we're Lyft enablement. So, so Sorry. we don't. No worries. So, so we don't. We don't really go by Lyft. I actually, somebody, I actually, I actually responded to the person because it was a, it was a stupid email. Somebody that I, that I know, that it started off Douglas. And 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 by the way, the subject line was Douglas. I actually, oh yeah, was this was this a mistake? (laughs) No one calls me Douglas. I mean, the the fastest way that you can be like, I call you Douglas, but I'm being a, I'm being a smartass. Correct, correct. (laughs) If you were selling something to me, you know, you call me Douglas, except. You call me Douglas, except when you want something. It's like calling me Jessica. I'm like, who's that? Correct, right, (laughs) right. You didn't pick it up. You call me Douglas, except when you want something. I won't know. I understand. Yeah, I do. (laughs) Then you call me Truth. See how I brought that back to the beginning of the episode? Full circle, Um, full circle. (laughs) Right. So, so I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a believer now. Now we could, I I would be okay with the idea that, that we have a, a formal name and, and, and a nickname though. Uh, You're you know, trying to trigger that's a me little with bit like managing data with that stuff. So, cause I, well, there's all kinds but, of implications to that, but yeah, but I, but I hear you. Like that's what everybody's going to throw out. Just put a nickname. Field. But, 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 but what I'm saying is the fact that, that I'm just saying again, it, it would be a re it would be t- completely reasonable to disagree with this. This is an opinion. Sure. Th- this is a trade-off decision that I have, which is, um, I'm using my CRM for this. Um, so, you know, so we use QuickBooks for finance. What what QuickBooks has is not always 100% what, what we have in HubSpot because you might be Elizabeth. And so that's what's in. And by the way, Jessica would be in QuickBooks. Yeah. Jess sure. would be in CRM. Right, and I'd be okay with that that they're that they're two different things because because my ERP is using first name for one purpose and my CRM is using first name for another purpose, right? So there there's elements that I just say, hey, you know what? That's real life, and yeah. and can we work around it? Can we create it so that there's both? Yes, we could. Um, the question is, given everything, is that where you want to spend your time and your energy? Now there are times where we do. There are also times that we don't. So, so to me, the thing that you should be focused on is a clear system of record, which also means that your that your field's properties are also clearly components of record. Um, and I love to give, I love to bring flexibility as close to the front line as possible. But there are places where we also have to be very careful that we don't bring that flexibility, because because my preference may be different than your preference, and that's when we begin to, div- that's when we begin to diverge. And, and again, the thing is things that make no difference early get magnified over time. And by the time you realize it, now you got a real problem. Yep. Yep. Um, so I think you, I think you answered all of my other questions. So. <laughs> well, how about that? Yeah, I know. I know. Um, so I've got 
some key takeaways that I, so I think full circle, stop shooting bunny rabbits with shotguns. <laughs> um, I really liked where you talked about curating the data. The thing that stuck in my mind as I was kind of putting together thoughts around this and doing my research is like, let's really understand what are we hiring the, I'm going to now say system of record, what are we hiring the data for? And what are you curating the data for? Like, I really like that, that idea. Um, and basically, you know, having multiple systems of record for your teams is a better approach than trying to strive for that single source of truth, because you may not all be working in the same system. You may not all need the same data at the same time. And that's really actually where you're going to pick up efficiency. It's also going to drive adoption far more because you're, you're not forcing a team into a, into a tool that doesn't work for them. Yeah. You know, when, when you map your business process and then you map the underlying um, front stage, backstage to enable that business process, what, what you find is if I give you the system of record you need and I give you the system of record that you need and I give you the system of record that you need, you get a car and you get a car and you get a car. Instead of that, it's you get a system of record and you get a system of record and you get a system of record. Just wanted to bury that analogy. <laughs> um, it's the ops function in making sure that everyone has the data that everyone needs in the normalization of that. You know what you end up with? What, Doug? A single source of truth. There you go. Or a single system of truth, actually. I'm going to use single, single, I'm gonna single system. Single, I'm going to change it to single system of truth. I like single system of truth. Yeah. Yeah. And, Absolutely. And in the meantime, you actually reduce the friction and increase the acceleration of your business processes, which is why we're doing all this to begin with. Yep. I agree. All right. All right. Till next guess time. that does it. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. And that's a wrap on this episode of The RevOps Show. You shouldn't ever have to doubt if your data is correct and true. Not all data has to align everywhere, according to Doug, but you should be aligned on most of your data to make sure you're able to be successful, not only in your job, but to also make better decisions overall. It comes down to your business processes and making sure your system of record works for you. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to go subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you happen to listen to us. We'd also really appreciate it if you would leave us a review and share the episode. If you have any questions you would like to ask Doug or Jess about your single system of truth, email me at hannah at liftenablement.com or hit us up on x at demandcreator. Until next time, remember, you can't solve your upstream problems downstream.